I'm not sure how many of you are aware of this, but my father has stage 3B stomach cancer, and every quarter he needs to have a scan to make sure that cancer is still in remission, that it hasn't spread. And so once a quarter, we wait sometimes the anxiety to hear the results. Have you ever had to wait for the results of something? Am I getting admitted into that special school that I need to continue my career? Did I have a biopsy done? And when I have cancer, there's nothing more sometimes heart-wrenching and anxiety-filled to wait for that. Have you ever wondered if your company is downsizing, will I receive a slip and maybe I will not be employed in just a few days? Have you ever had to wait for the results of something? Maybe you tried out for a team and you'll find out if you're on the team or not, or waiting to realize if you got a promotion or whatever with your life. And how that make you feel? Waiting. Because friends in Christ, when we have to wait for the results, some results are good and some results are bad. And that causes sometimes us fear and anxiety. We'll get back to that. Have you ever heard the following talking about results? Wait until dad comes home. Ever hear that? Okay. Have you ever heard tell to the judge? A number of years ago, my family and I, we went to, I think it's Middle Bass Island, what's it called, Puddin Bay in the Perry Peace Monument. It's a true story. And there's some college kids who, just, who were up top, and they were dropping down golf balls because they wanted to see how high it would bounce up. Now, once again, you could see it could hurt someone else, and the park ranger sighted them. And we just happened to walk along while the park ranger was talking to them, and uh, I think we saw a golf ball or two bounce ridiculously high. And uh, the people were making excuses to the park ranger, and the park ranger told them, Tell it to not just the judge, but tell it to the federal judge because Perry Peace Monument is what? Federal property. Good for them. No, I'm just kidding. Have you ever had to go to the principal's office? I never had. I was always well-behaved in school and never caused any commotion. So I can't relate to that. So You know better, don't you? Okay. okay. You ever had this told you? Can I see your driver's license registration and proof of insurance, please? That has never happened to me, at least not in the past year, okay? So, you ever had that happen to you? Oh, no. And finally, you ever said, we received the test results, we need to set up an appointment as soon as possible. Have you ever heard those as if impending judgment is coming? So in the parable of the wedding banquet, and once again, parables are not nice stories for nice children, nice classrooms taught by nice teachers. Parables are iron fists inside velvet gloves, in parables, Jesus reveals the truth of his kingdom. And Jesus tells about a wedding banquet. Now, my daughter got married a number of years ago, and the wedding banquet began at 6 in the evening and ended at midnight because of New Year's Eve. And so we stayed, wished everyone else New Year's Eve, Happy New Year, and 1202 said, now go home. I'm just kidding, all right? But anyways, in Jesus' day, wedding banquets left, uh, lasted for days, if not weeks. And there was a man inside, and let's hear the story. Friend, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? The man was speechless. Apparently, uh, the decorum for weddings in Jesus' days, one had to be properly dressed, and that was the invite, and they were properly dressed and belonged there. And this man was not properly dressed, and what happened to him? Then the king told the attendants to him and hand him foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The man was not properly dressed. So in this parable... Jesus tosses him out. Now, in the parable, the king is God, the wedding banquet is heaven, and the man not properly dressed is one who doesn't have faith. He is speechless, 
And he is tossed out of heaven, and you know where he is going. Now let's talk about that word speechless, what it meant in the parable. The man was speechless. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you what? Confess, and you are saved. The man was speechless. He couldn't confess Christ. And in the parable of the banquet, the moral of the story is, those not properly dressed with faith, those who do not confess Christ, will be tossed outside of the banquet of heaven, whether it be weeping and gnashing of teeth in damnation. A parable is an iron fist in a velvet glove. I want to talk about modern day sensibilities in modern America 2021. In modern day 221, we like a kind, gentle, affirming Jesus. We like a Jesus who is the king of Judah who has been defanged and has no has, has have claws anymore. Jesus is a nice little pussycat. Jesus is just very gentle and calm. He's just really sort of a nice guy. That's how we like to see King Jesus. But we despise the King Jesus who comes to judge the what? Judge the living and the dead. Even though every week when you sit in God's house, we confess both the Nicene and the Apostles' Creed that states boldly, and I believe in Jesus Christ who's going to come to judge the what? The living and the dead. He will come to judge. That's the only thing he hasn't done in his state of exaltation. Jesus will come back to judge the living and the dead. Modern-day sensibilities, we like the idea of heaven, but rail and balk at the idea of a permanent hell. If you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you would find out that Jesus spoke more about hell than he did of what? Heaven. Jesus spoke more about the torments of hell than he did the joys of heaven. Modern-day sensibilities don't like that. Or sometimes we hear in a modern American religiosity, I don't believe that I'm going to hell because I haven't accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. I don't believe that I have to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior to be saved. Well, part of that's correct. We're not condemned due to sin. We're condemned due to sin and unbelief and rejection of God. Not because I haven't made some sort of personal decision. We are condemned because of our sin. And we are condemned because we reject God's grace. For all have sinned in what? Fall short of the glory of God. There will be a judgment day, friends in Christ. The title of my message is, Do You Believe in Judgment Day? There will be a judgment day and you and I will be judged. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness. He will expose the motives of men's heart. 1 Corinthians 4 or 5. There will be a judgment day, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one of us may receive what is due them. There will be a judgment day, and you'll be judged, and you'll be judged, and you'll be judged, and you'll be judged, and I'll be judged. There is a judgment day, friends in Christ. For he has set a day when he will judge the world by the man he has appointed. Acts 17.31. There is a judgment day. Just as man is destined to die once and after that, face What? Judgment. He summons the heavens above and the earth that he may judge his people. There will be a judgment day. There are three things we must do. Now we all heard this. There's two things must do. Die and pay what? Well, there's a lot of people who avoid the latter. Okay? But everybody what? As I was in a hospital call one time and a wise surgeon said, none of us get out of this life alive. Let me say it again. None of us get out of this life alive. One day we will all die unless Christ comes. There's three things we must do. Die, pay taxes, and be judged. 
Two things for certain, die and be judged. We will all be judged. Now what that looks like, I do not know. But we will all be judged. God says he will judge all people. He will come back to judge the living and the dead. Now this isn't a Pastor Muse sermon unless there's a reference to a movie. Who's the actor there? Now, Clint Eastwood says when it comes to film, story is king. In every film, there's a story to be told. The movie Unforgiven, it's a really a good Western, but it's rather an ugly movie. In the movie, Clint Eastwood um, plays a former murderer and uh, a stage coach and a, and a bank and a, and a train robber, and he gets involved in all sorts of things in the Wild West. And he marries a Christian gal who calms him down. He marries a Christian girl who calms him down. And in the movie, his wife dies, and he's widowed again, and he finds himself broken. He gets himself involved in the same dark past about murder and about revenge. And somebody said, when somebody died, a younger person said to Clint Eastwood, well, I guess he had it coming. And Clint Eastwood said, we all have it coming, kid. For all of us have sinned, and we all have it what? Coming. All of us will be judged by a holy and just God. We all have it coming. Now, the prophet Daniel intercedes here. Now, Daniel is sort of a prophet. He comes like a back-to-the-future sort of prophet. He lived 700 years before Christ, and Daniel's able to go into various layers of the future, and Daniel's able to go into various layers of the past, and Daniel's able to bring visions of the future as he echoes the realities of the past. And this is what Daniel sees. So he's back to the future. He gets in his DeLorean. He's able to see visions of the future. This is what he sees. The Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow. The hair of his head was like white wool. His throne was flaming in fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. Now, this is what Daniel is seeing. And then Daniel has another vision at night. He sees this. He is like a son of man coming in the clouds of heaven. He is given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All peoples, nations, and men of every language worshipped him. His dominion is, not, is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Who is Daniel seeing? Who is he seeing? He is seeing Jesus. Who did Daniel see? Daniel saw Jesus. Jesus, who told his accuser, you will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds. That's what Daniel prophesied. Jesus, a victorious lamb with white hair and his head was like wool. That's what Daniel prophesied as shown in Revelation. Jesus is the ancient of days prophesied by Micah. That is what Daniel saw. Daniel saw the victorious lamb worshipped in heaven in Revelation. Jesus is a high priest who intercedes and covers us with his righteousness. These are all things that Daniel saw. And Daniel also saw Judgment Day, but he also saw the victorious Christ. Martin Luther once said this. Can you read this with me? I have two days on my calendar. Today and Judgment Day. Why? Because I live in the reality of today, and we all live in the reality of what? Judgment Day. So far, this sermon's been really sort of heavy law, that we will all be judged and are sinful. But you see, the ancient of days, the one with bright hair, his face with white and wool, and all those sayings, he will come with authority, is the same Lamb of God who took away our sins, who died and rose for us. So Luther also says this. Can you read it with me? We need to fear Judgment Day. 
as little as the angels in heaven do. You and I, believers in Jesus, clothed with Christ's righteousness, confessing out loud Jesus saved us, we need not fear judgment day. Why? Because he will come to take us back to be with him. In Advent, we celebrate the coming of the innocent little baby. On judgment day, we celebrate the victorious Lord and God, the judge of all, who will separate the righteous from the unrighteous, and we will be with him. And we need not fear that day. We need to fear that day as little as the angels in heaven that day. Because of victory in Christ. Clothed in our baptism as yesterday, a baby was baptized, Parker, receiving his body and blood, washed clean, clothed, confessing Christ. We need not fear that day. So may we live today as if it's our what? Last day. You know, I was in grade school. We used to make faces at each other. Remember that, like when you were in second and third grade? My teacher always said, don't make faces. Maybe God will freeze it forever, right? Well, how we live today might be frozen forever. That might be how, someone remind, how we remind someone of our entire life. How we live today, this might be our last day. Live today as a child of God, confessing him, loving God, and loving our neighbor. May we live as if this is our last day, serving God with the gifts and talents he has given to us. Friends in Christ, do you believe in judgment day? What's the answer? Yes, but I fear it, and you need to fear it as little as the angels in heaven. So how about this for a closing thought? Can we all confess it together? When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, clothed in his righteousness alone, redeemed to stand before his throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. And all God's people say, Amen.